spice must flow and the house must bleed. I don't know if that's a quote, but it sounded cool. It does sound cool. You know what else sounds cool? All of you all randos listening and watching us right now. Hello. Hey. Welcome back to the Fandom at Random podcast. I am Ed. That is Brian. And Brian, we are back. Unfortunately, we are no longer in Fandom Fright Fest. It's a sad moment in the fandom world as we uh, we leave Fright Fest area and get into Christmas Hornica. Hor- hor- <laughs> I've been trying to come up with a name for it. Christmas Horror Time. Right? Yeah, I like it. I it's, like it. It's bittersweet because I love me some Christmas horror, but... Halloween, will oh, never, a black Black Christmas. Yeah, we'll never be beat. So, so Randos, uh, if you are just tuning in and you have not checked out Fandom Fright Fest, which we just recorded over the last month, you are going to want to go back and absolutely check that out, especially yeah. on our YouTube page. Head over to fandomatrandom.com, hit the watch button. That's how you can check it out. We uh, yeah. we were in costume last episode. Oh yeah. Luckily, oh, we were in costume, all right. <laughs> luckily, I can uh, I can breathe this time around, both above and below, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh, that was a tight Power Rangers costume. He was worried because he didn't have a morpher as part of the costume. <laughs> luckily, his body was a morpher. It really was. <laughs> it was not morphing time. It was mashing time. <laughs> that Mastodon was running fast. Full speed ahead. Master Dong, more like it. <laughs> Master Ding Dong. But we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, the spice must flow. We are going to be talking about and reviewing the new Dune film. Yes. Part one. Uno. And we have so much to get into. Uh, we already mentioned Phantom Fright Fest is done. We are excited because there has been so much fandom content that has been coming out and is coming out yeah. into this year that we want to talk about. I mean, we've got movies, television, video games, hugely anticipated releases that are happening here. And we're going to be reviewing them, talking about them, reacting to them over the coming weeks and months. And we had to do Dune. We just had to do Dune. A little late to the party, but now everyone has seen it. We can talk spoilers. We can really dig into the sand. And uh, I do want to quickly mention that... A bunch of you, I have had people personally message me saying, when are you guys going to cover Squid Game? Mm-hmm. And we both watched it. Big thumbs up from us. We love it. And we're actually going to be covering it on our friend's podcast, 8-Bit Movie Review. You know, uh, we've got Brian and Josh. Oh, I'm sorry, Andrew and Josh. <laughs> I always go. I'm saying Brian. Yeah. That's Andrew's brother. In the crossover event of the year. <laughs> So Andrew and Josh on the 8-Bit Movie Review Podcast, uh, we will be on there later this month to discuss Squid Game. We will definitely cross-reference that with you guys so you can listen to our thoughts on it as well as theirs, but Mm -hmm. we loved it. Yes, we loved it. But before we get into our random review of Dune Part 1, we do have to do the news at random. It has been too long. There's been a shit ton of fandom news that's dropped. We got to talk about it. It's been a while. Let's get into it. Since I've been gone. Ah, <laughs> oh, news at random. I missed you. Yeah. We didn't do too much news during Fright Fest because it no. was uh, it was all about the spookiness. But Fucking my time. Let's get my back. <laughs> Let's get back. Let's talk about 
Activision Blizzard. <laughs> My God. The me too of the game world. My God. I know. Seriously. But uh, Brian and I, we've been dabbling uh, in the Diablo 2 remake, and it's been good. Yeah. It's been good, but it's been plagued by all sorts of issues, especially connectivity issues. If you try to play on weekends, it's really tough to get into uh, game room. You keep getting booted. Servers have been jam-packed. Yeah. But we just got word from Activision Blizzard that Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 are being delayed. Is this any surprise to you? Disappointing, but no, not a surprise. I mean, I, I would be surprised... I didn't read this news. Do they give us a new date or is nope. it delayed indefinitely? Indefinitely. I both. knew it would be. Yeah, because the shit they're going through, dude. Diablo 4, I guess I can understand, but Overwatch has been out for so long. They need to release a sequel. You know what I mean? But it's still great. Not a surprise. It's yeah. still great. And like, I don't. Another thing that's pissing people off in the Overwatch, and I'm not, I'm not really a huge Overwatch player. I've dabbled in yeah. it. I think it's a really fun game. It is not and, to me though, and I, I could be completely wrong on this, but I've been reading that I believe the original Overwatch is a six-on-six six game, mm -hmm. and one of the main roles in that six-on-six six is you have a tank. Yeah, and Overwatch Two is going to five v five, and they're kind of getting rid of that tank role, which is really pissing players off. So, I mean, Blizzard has just been doing everything just to piss people off. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things. You have a very well... One, the big thing about this game, a lot of people say it's a really well-balanced game if you know what you're doing. So, to mess with that balance seems to be one of the most moronic... I mean, not the most moronic choice <laughs> Activision Blizzard has made this past year, but one of them. Yeah, the moronic choice was uh, completely sexually harassing yes. your entire... Or a lot of your employees. Yeah. Diddling unintentional women is never a good thing. No. So, I mean, I'm sorry, Randos. If you're a fan of Blizzard, we've said it for a long time. The original Blizzard is dead. Yes. Hopefully, like a phoenix, they can kind of rise from the flames. And we do get some of these properties coming out that end up being good eventually. Yeah. I wouldn't hold your breath that these games come out anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. One game that... I also was not holding my breath on coming out soon, but it is Elden Ring. Yeah. Oh, man. It looks this cool. I mean, dude, no matter how much I play from software games, I can't fucking do it. Oh, dude. I don't have the, the patience, dude. I literally played the Blood Starved Beast in Bloodborne like 78 times before I finally gave up. I was like, I don't know why I couldn't beat him. I just couldn't. Yeah, from, soft, from software games are my jam. Uh, I'm a huge Dark Souls advocate, one of my favorite games ever, and Elden Ring is going to be their swan song. Yeah. This is the game that they've been working on forever with George R.R. R. Martin of Game of Thrones fame or infamy, however you want to look at that. Luckily, it, in George R.R. R. Martin fashion, we'll get it four to ten years from now. <laughs> <laughs> the game is coming out on February 25th. My birthday! Uh-huh. We'll see. Come on. They they we'll couldn't see. have planned that better. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't. If it gets delayed, I'll be heartbroken because I already told my wife, listen, I have one birthday wish. Yes. Take my son. Take the dog. Just just leave the house. Go <laughs> go visit. Go visit whoever. I just want to play Elden Ring all day long on my birthday. But just the cool. gameplay reveal came out. You can hop on YouTube and check it out. It looks cool. It looks awesome. Yeah. It, it's open world dark souls it looks polished as shit it's almost like dark souls meets breath of the wild yeah kind of uh it has a really cool aesthetic there's one thing you can say about from software their games are always fucking dark 
always beautiful, that gothic kind of look, but this one kind of strays a little bit away from it. It looks great. Vibrant colors. Yeah, vibrant, colorful. It really does look cool. I will obviously make the mistake of buying it and trying to play it and then putting it down for a year until I get Bro. the patience back to play it again. So See, I'll give it a, I'll, I'll attempt it. But here's the solution this time around is you have a Series X. I've got a Series X mm -hmm. now. Yeah. We can co-op this. This is true. So if you get stuck on a boss because you're goddamn terrible at these games, <laughs> yeah. I'm badass. Well, see, I'll come I'm actually, I'm good at the games. I just don't have the patience. I beat fucking Hamlet or whatever his name was on the first try. <laughs> the big guy with the, yeah. the the dude you told me. Yeah. I'm good. Oh, I Havel. The, yeah, Havel the Rock. I beat Havel in one attempt, ladies and gentlemen. One that attempt. Is, yeah, that is impressive. Um. And the funny thing is, when I got stuck on the Bloodstar Beast, I had beat him in a previous playthrough before that. I got like halfway through the game. Then on my second playthrough, I couldn't fucking get past him. I don't get it. I just, I have anger issues, and that's not a game you want to play if you have anger issues. I, you know what? I will agree with that. If you have anger issues, do not play a FromSoft game because uh, you will, uh, you'll do bad things. Needless to say, I'm excited about this game. Something that I'm maybe excited yeah, about but maybe I not i added this because uh, again this is a new england based boston based podcast boondock saints 3 yeah is happening so the og boondock saints i would argue if brian and i were making a top 10 movie list for both of us it would probably make both our lists mm -hmm. uh, i love the original boondock saints great great cult classic film absolutely the second one no so much still a fun watch but not neat doesn't hold a candle to the original but boondock saints 3 is happening uh norman reedus and sean patrick flannelly uh they are reuniting uh they're coming back and you've got troy duffy who's coming back on again uh he's gonna write and direct this uh, I heard that they've they're actually so old that they turn into actual saints in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they have died, gone to heaven, and been granted sainthood. Yeah, and I mean, it, I don't know about you, like, it, like so, the Boondock Saints two, which was, I believe, All Saints Day. Yeah. Uh, you know, Norman Reedus, whatever, he still looked fine. No, yeah, and he did. And in Walking Dead, he's even though he looks like a greaseball, he still looks younger. Patrick, Sean Patrick Flannery, though, he got worked on. He looked, yeah, I was going to say. He definitely got some, like, he some kind like, of plastic surgery. Like, his face looked like plastic. Like, maybe he was in face-off with John Travolta <laughs> and uh, Nicolas Cage, and he was kind of, like, the cast-off because it didn't work that You know well what I'm saying, though? Time. Like, you, it was Dude, noticeable. he looks plastic. Like, the only other person I can think of that's worse is Michael Jackson. Uh, I don't like speaking out <laughs> oh, of the dead, but <laughs> it's bad. And when I saw that second movie, that's all I could focus on was Sean Patrick Flan Flannery's face. Uh, uh, <laughs> I just want to take his Gives face. Me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> off. Yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully they can redeem it. The second one wasn't that good, but I did like the ending of the second one. That was badass. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Brian. Your favorite time here. Let's do some sports at random news. Yay, sports. <laughs> so the Atlanta Braves, they have beaten the Houston Astros to win the World Series. We did not get a chance to mention that, but obviously sports are a big fandom. That was a big win for the Atlanta Braves. Obviously, we wanted our Red Sox to go all the way. That did not happen, but nope. at least those damn Astros didn't win. Yeah. And damn then more Astros. recent... More recent kind of controversial news in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID-19. Yep. And the, the kind of kicker is he lied about being vaccinated. Yeah. I mean, this, good, good for him. This is, uh, 
What? What? Good for him, dude. He doesn't need to tell anybody if he's vaccinated or not. Fuck that bullshit. I don't know. We. Made- I'm all about vaccinations if you want them, but like having to tell everybody if you are or not is a whole nother story that we sh- will not get well, into. He, he said he said he was immunized. <laughs> immunized. <laughs> the, the problem. So the the whole problem is, and I agree with you. Like people can have whatever whatever your thoughts are on that subject. Whatever yeah. you can think what you want. But right. the NFL, it's a business. They are part of these teams, and they have protocols that they have to follow. Right. And he was not following <laughs> the correct protocols per someone that is not vaccinated. So yeah, it's created a huge shitstorm in the NFL and even outside the NFL because he's such a prolific person yeah. well, within like uh, f- fandom and media. The funny thing is, the Burt Kreischer concert I went to, uh, show I went to the other night. One of his main shticks was like. I'm just dying to get canceled. He's like, I am by the skin of my fucking teeth always getting canceled because the first time he had an incident, it turned out the Me Too movement happened and he got thrown in the background. Now he's hanging out with Aaron Rodgers and he had randomly just stopped taking pictures with him and hanging out with him right before he was caught lying. (laughs) And it's just this big running joke. And he was like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, fuck that guy. I mean, he's my friend, but fuck that guy. How was that show, by the way? It was really good. Dude, there was one comedian before him that was on fire and Bert was on Literally? fire for the first 75 percent of his show yeah then it got kind of weird and sad he started talking about his dead dog and like crying it was fucked whoa <laughs> i was like dude this is the weirdest boner i've ever had no <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's a fandom that it's i'm glad you brought that up that we're gonna delve into pretty soon comedy um our good friend wayne russell the wayne train which yeah. I, do we have the train drop on here yeah Wayne Train. <laughs> so we're going to get Wayne Train back on. He is our comedy fandom aficionado. Yeah. Wayne knows comedy better than anyone I know, stand-up comedians. And we talked about actually doing a t- like our consensus top 10 stand-up comedians yeah. of all time. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Which uh, would be a good one to do. So maybe we'll uh, pull the trigger on that maybe sometime in the next month, two months. So yes, stay sir. tuned for that. But yeah, so Aaron Rodgers, fuck that guy. <laughs> God damn. No. Well, yeah, screw Rodgers anyway. Uh, let's talk. I was excited about this news. So uh, Netflix, they are doing the Avatar The Last Airbender live action film. I'm sorry, series, not a film. We, w- we won't talk about the live-action film ever again. Oh, God, nightmares. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, they have cast Fire Lord Ozai, and it is uh, Daniel Daikim of uh, Lost fame. He played Jin in Lost. Yep. Also, uh, he's played in Hawaii Five-0, <clears throat> and he is a... I think he's a terrific actor. I think he can nail this role. Yeah. So I was super happy with the casting, uh, it seems like it's you know the original the original uh, showcasts of Avatar: The Last Airbender. They ended up leaving Netflix because they or it was creative differences, which we talked about on previous podcasts. But I'm still holding out hope that it's going to be good. And the casting I've looked at, it looks pretty good. So fingers crossed. Yeah. My thing now is like, all right, you've got Jin from Lost. You got to bring in. Yunjin Kim, who played Sun in Lost, have her cast as Ursa. Oh, yeah. Fire Lord Ozai's wife and Zuko and Azula's mother. Oh, man. That'd be badass. It would yeah. be such like a good like Lost Easter egg, and we already know their chemistry is lit. Hell, yeah. Like, it's so good. I'd be up for that. So, I'm hoping. Hoping and praying. Well, Brian, 
this is a little sneak peek randos but feeling a little eternal yeah we mentioned we've got a bunch of random reviews coming up because so much fandom content has come out and is coming out in the coming weeks but uh marvel's eternals just dropped this past weekend i have not seen it yet i'll be checking it out this week brian will be doing the same Mm -hmm. we're going to be reviewing it uh this upcoming well next episode but this movie's getting review bombed shit yes like badly like (laughs) it's getting put down there with like thor the dark world like and like like bad goodness gracious um and it also I mean, there there's a little bit of bias because it does feature the uh, the MCU's first openly gay character, which, Whoa. yeah, dude, I'm not watching it. <laughs> no, I can't fucking believe we still live in a world where people are gonna review review bomb a movie for this shit. They are. It's like fuck off. It's got Angelina Jolie, Sama Hayek. It's like it's a big ass movie with a big budget. Who gives a fuck if they have a gay character in it? Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, I, I you wouldn't even think in 2021 that it would be an issue anymore, oh. but apparently it is. And there have been some places in the world that have that have actually pulled the film and chosen not to show it. Yeah, because of having an openly gay character. <laughs> South and, Korea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you're unfortunately it is getting review bombed by a. <sighs> unfortunately, we call them the vocal minority. Yes, but uh, at the same time. Whatever. I mean, you and I, we're going to reserve our own judgment. Right. We're going to go see the film. We'll give it an honest review next week. So, yes, sir. you know, screw Rotten Tomatoes. You come to Fandom at Random. Doesn't matter where, where you put to get your the dick. real review. We're going we're gonna to watch that movie and review it fair. <laughs> oh, I'm just is that saying. Gonna be our, is that our new motto going forward? <laughs> I like it. I'm okay with it. <laughs> it don't matter where you put your dick. <laughs> Ah, fuck, we're going to get canceled. Uh, Last bit of news, and this one is kind of sad. Yeah, dude. We got to talk about the Travis Scott shit going on. Let's do some some music fandom news. Yeah. So, I mean, Brian and I, I mean, we've seen our fair share of concerts between us both. Yep. And, I mean, I've been to, like, hardcore shows, metal shows, and the majority of them, you know, even though it's very, like, aggressive, violent music... Like, you know, there's mosh pits, there's, you know, every which way, like, usually people get knocked down in the pit. Yeah. You help them off. The wall of death. There is many things that can kill you in a hardcore show. Now, what's been going on with Travis Scott, do you want to talk about this? Why don't you take this? I'll talk about it because the same thing happened to me when I was at Warped Tour 2004 or some shit. Ironically, not a hardcore band, Newfound Glory. But anyway, let me start off with this. Travis Scott had a show, what was it, Astro World or something yes. like that. And while he was playing, people were getting fucking crushed. Some of the crowd tipped over. People got stuck underneath layers of people. And there's fucking videos from phones everywhere. You can hear these people crying out for help. You can hear them dying, literally. And Travis Scott... the Right now, it's just hearsay and rumors and videos. Nothing's been confirmed, but it's pretty goddamn obvious that he saw shit going on in this crowd. Ambulances everywhere, people lying on the ground. They were even chanting, stop the show at one point. And he stopped for a minute, looked around and said, make some noise. So you couldn't even hear people crying out. Yeah. It's just fucking crazy. Eight eight people so far have ended up dying. Hundreds are injured, by the way. And, And let me fucking tell you something, dude. At Newfound Glory... The crowd started doing one of those things. Me, my brother, and a couple of my friends right in the middle of it. And everybody tipped over. And 
the fear and the claustrophobia and the fucking pain of having that happen, especially in broad daylight, 110 degree weather. It was one of the scariest moments of my life, and I'm surprised. Not a good way to go. We got out alive. I can't imagine what people were going through. Yeah, yeah, definitely scary shit. And, you know, a lot of people have been calling him out on it. And yeah. a, a lot of people actually have been posting other artists stopping shows. Yeah. And similar things have happened. They've been posting videos. Billy. Uh, yeah, Billy, Billy Eilish. Joe, Billy Joe Armstrong. Um, yeah. Um, Kurt Cobain. Uh, fucking what's his face from the Foo Fighters yeah uh, Dave, Dave Grohl, Grohl. It, the list goes on Michael Jackson even <laughs> I saw a video of him stopping the show for a bug on the stage stop being ignorant <laughs> no and, and the security picks him up he goes don't kill it don't kill it <laughs> I was like oh my this is getting fucking <laughs> wild dude but Travis Scott deserves it he's f I mean he clearly just was too fucking ignorant to stop his show you know yeah. it's a sad fucking thing it, it could have been prevented if all he did was just say, hey, everyone stop, move outward, just control your fucking crowd, you know? We'll see, but this uh, this will undoubtedly change how live venue shit is going to happen here. Probably in a, here, the worst. He, uh, probably in America in the very immediate future. Yeah. We'll see what happens, but uh, it's it's going to affect shit. Yes. All right, that covers the news at random. Brian, anything else? Big news. Um, Battlefield comes out. I'm excited. This is my Elden Ring from software moment. So don't bother me for the podcast when Battlefield comes out. When's it come leave out? Leave me alone. Next week, the 12th. Or is it that this week? Uh, that is... What is today? Today is November 8th when we were recording this. So it yeah, will come out on November week, 9th. This week you get early access and I can't wait to play and I'm going to be streaming it on Twitch. All right, cool. Well, yep. maybe I'll meet you there and I'll blast you in the face. Fuck yeah. Bah! All right, let's get into our random review of Dune Part 1. I hate sand. <laughs> it's coarse and it gets it everywhere. Gets everywhere. Anakin would hate this movie. Yes. Dude, I love it. Like, that's exactly how I describe this to people that haven't seen it. It's like a grittier, darker Star Wars, and I was all about it. But we'll see how I feel about it at the end. So, Randos, couple quick things before we get into our random review. There is going to be spoilers. Yes. There will be spoilers. But before we get into spoilers, because used as where we mentioned, hey, if you haven't seen it, Stop the podcast, hit pause, go watch the film, come back, check out what we have to say. But I will mention, if you're going to watch this film and you have not seen it yet, turn the subtitles on. Watch it with the subtitles on because we're going to talk about it pretty soon. Uh, the sound design in this film and the, the sound everything is amazing. But there are a lot of parts that have like quick whispering mm. and little little like little dialogue things going on that you'll miss. I highly recommend just turn the subtitles on when you watch this film. You'll gain Good a point. lot more out of it. Yeah. All right. So spoilers are going to happen. And I, I want to mention as well, when it comes to the Dune fandom, Brian and I are complete newbies. Yes. Complete newbies. We have uh, we have not read Frank Herbert's original work. Uh, we have not seen the OG Dune films at all. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it. you're going to... 
I think it's going to be beneficial because those of you listening and watching, uh, if you are new to Dune, then you're you're with us. I yeah. mean, we're, we're on this journey with you. If you are a veteran of Dune, if you've read the books, if you've seen all the OG content, and you know you really enjoyed it, and you want to you know you, you want to hear our take, we're excited for that. But if you want somebody more experienced, uh, we have a uh, one of my good buddies, Edward Valentine. Uh, he is a big Dune aficionado. I've talked to him about this a couple weeks ago. So Brian and I, we're going to do our spiel today. We're yes. going to get him back on the podcast, hopefully here yeah. uh, in the next, I'm going to say couple months, because we want to retouch on Dune, maybe the, talk about... The lore is deep. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to get his take on the lore. Mm -hmm. I don't even mind getting some spoilers and shit, because they could kind of twist the movie a yeah. little bit in what direction they go on part two. But uh, we're going to get him back on to kind of discuss his thoughts briefly on the movie and then, you know, delve deeper into the lore. So that'll be exciting. Eddie Valentine. Eddie Valentine. Okay. All right. So Dune or Dune Part 1. Again, came I out. I didn't see the part one at the beginning, by the way. So <laughs> this is a part one. Remember that if you haven't seen it and you're going to watch it. <laughs> it is a part one. Even though it's almost three hours long, it yeah, is a part one. Right. So, uh, Dune Part 1 is a 2021 American epic science fiction film directed by Dennis Villanova. Uh, also, I added a note in here of Blade Runner 2049 fame, another excellent sci-fi film. Yep. Highly recommend you I mean, check I that out. I haven't seen it. I still have to see it. So. Also written by him, uh, John Spates and Eric Roth. It is the first of a planned two-part adaption of the 1965 novel by Frank Herbert, primarily covering the first half of the book. It's set in the far future. It follows Paul Atreides as his family. The noble house Atreides is thrust into a war for the dangerous desert planet on Arrakis. And that sets up the film. Good breakdown. Good Thank breakdown, you. sir. So I have a couple notes here. We can touch on plot points. We're going to keep this kind of free form. We don't have to stick to a timeline. But Brian, you'll probably agree with me that if you're watching, if you went to go see this film in a theater, hopefully you saw it in an IMAX or a a really high-def screen, or if you were at home, hopefully you're on a 4K screen. Yeah. That was big because the visuals in this film are goddamn gorgeous and yeah. epic. I was fucking glad that we had a 70-inch 4K TV to watch us on. It was amazing. And, like, not even just the effects, but... The set pieces, just all the visuals, you know what I mean? The way things were put together, the lighting, everything. It looked, it came together so friggin' well. Yeah, and it was, you know, I, I mentioned Del, uh, Dennis Villanova, uh, who did Blade Runner. He, uh, I kind of, so, there, there was some criticisms I had heard about and read on this, but the direction he took with this film he kept it very, it, everything was very clean. Yeah. Everything was very stylish, clean. Um, I liked it. Just to, uh, I'm trying to find a another synonym <coughs> for clean, but, then, you know, oh my God, he's dying over there. Oh no. Did you inhale the spice? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Sorry. He's seeing shit. <laughs> Went down the wrong tube. So, <clears throat> so. I really enjoyed the visuals in this film. I thought he did a great job with it. Yeah. And, well, what I was mentioning, is they, they were saying it should have been grittier. I, I don't know. I, I thought I thought it was good the way it was. 
uh, yeah, not at one point during the movie did I ever stop and say to myself, this isn't gritty enough. I actually, I thought this, again, I keep describing it as a grittier, darker Star Wars. And it had just enough of it for me. I think they balanced it really well. And if it went too far in one way or the other, it might not have looked as good. So I was about it. So you just brought up Star Wars, so we'll kind of jump into my next bullet point. So this movie to me, and again, we're coming in as complete Dune newbies. We know nothing about the lore. Yeah. This was pretty much Game of Thrones in space. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. You have the different houses. There's an emperor. Yep. And you've got all these different you know, planets. There's interstellar travel, yada, yada. A lot of politics and different and war and shit going on. And also to touch on Game of Thrones, again, we mentioned spoilers. Everyone fucking dies. <laughs> like, we, we're going to talk about that the... That the awesome part. Like, there's not a lot of action <clears throat> in this movie, but it is done so well. I mean, the star-studded cast, like we mentioned, I mean, you've, Dude, got, you've got people like, you know, Oscar Isaac, Re- fucking... Rebecca Ferguson is one of my favorite actresses ever, <laughs> so when I saw her, you got Batista. Yeah, Dave Batista, Javier, Zendaya. Javier Bodum. I mean... Jason Momoa. Dude, everybody. Freaking, and then Polka Dot Man from Suicide Squad. And a lot of them die. Yes. And like Game of Thrones. One, I mean, we're talking spoilers, so I can say I really thought they were going to keep off. I guess Aquaman can't survive in the desert anyway, so <laughs> it makes sense. It's not his natural <laughs> habitat. But uh, no, I thought he would be one character to live, and uh, spoilers, he does not. No, <laughs> he gets killed in the most epic way. But, you know, Game of Thrones in space, but you can see how this this book that came out in the 60s, how it was such, like, an advancement of sci-fi in general, it totally influenced, like, you know, Star Wars right. coming out. It influenced, you can see, like, the Stormlight Archive for Brandon so, Sanderson. Like Side note here. I think I have finally landed on a director I would want to direct a Stormlight Archive movie after I saw this. Dude, before you even made this connection, before I was even done with the movie, all I could think in my head in the first 45 minutes of this movie was like, holy shit, this guy would make the world of Stormlight look amazing. He would, and that was what I kind of got like halfway through this film. I had the same kind of epiphany you did. I'm like, holy shit. And then... Not knowing much about Dune, like, yeah. there's a lot of similarities there is. with the Stormlight Archive, how you have these alien people coming to a planet. Yep. Again, a com- couple Stormlight spoilers if you have not yeah. read the Stormlight Archives. Mm. Quick warning, Randos. But, you know, in the Stormlight Archives, they're out there harvesting, uh, you know, um, gems. Gem hearts, yeah. Yeah, gem hearts <clears throat> to capture Stormlight. In this, they're... They're mining spice, spice, and it's general boundaries of the story. They have the there. different houses, yeah. And like, at- dude, can you imagine epic shots over the shattered plains? Oh, the with fucking, the shard plate, dude, with the shard plate, and then a chasm fiend come. Look at the way they did the worms in this movie. Fucking, you got that giant creature that lives <clears throat> out in the yeah. shattered plains. It, w- I think he could fucking nail it. I think he really could. But that's why I added that note is because like. It's there. It is. The mo- like really you could is. almost like just switch a couple things around in yep. parts of this movie. Absolutely. And it's a Stormlight Archive movie. Yep. Um, and then also Tremors because <laughs> of the, <laughs> the sandworms. Yeah, I, I, I definitely got that at the end. <laughs> <laughs> 
Big tremors, but tremors nonetheless. So the basic plot of this film, you know, it starts out, you get to see House Atreides, Duke Leto, which you mentioned, um, and then on their uh, their ocean planet of Kaladin. And it's even named after a Stormlight Archive character. I just noticed that too. (laughs) You didn't notice that the first time? Oh my God. Even Kaladin is in the movie. (laughs) But the... This movie does a good job for, you know, newbies like us that didn't know much about it to really kind of quickly get us into the lore without hitting us over the head with it. That's an important note, I think. They didn't, like, just read us a textbook about the world. They They gave us just enough while also revealing some shit through like visuals and imagery for us to all piece it together. Yeah, they they let they let a lot of the lore happen organically. Yes. Rather than say, you know, beat you over the head with it. This is the spice. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This is this is spice and it gets you high. Like, no, we can tell that by the way people get high off of it. But we had a very you know, within the first quarter of the movie, we understand like, you know, the house uh house Harkonnen, you know, they were on this desert planet of Arrakis, dude, mining spice, and they explain how spice, you know, they need that to fuel interstellar travel, which is why it's so important. Can I just say, Vladimir Horkoven or whatever of that house, the Baron, is by far the scariest character dude, in any sci-fi movie I've ever seen. It's terrifying. I am a horror fan. I don't know if you guys know that. I love horror. <laughs> no, but in reality, any sci-fi movie, be, except maybe The Thing is by far the scariest character. When he levitates, I got the fucking legitimate heebie-jeebies. So it's, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it. So uh, Sean, mm. who you know, yep. uh, our buddy Sean. Sean, if you're listening, hello. Hi. Uh, he was a big fan of this film. Again, like us, he knew nothing about Dune going into it. And he saw this a couple days before I did. He mentioned there was a part that was really unsettling to him Dude. after I watched it. I talked to him the next day at work. I'm like, dude, it was the Baron, wasn't it? Yep. And when he just, like you just said, the slow just it's, levitate and just coming over and just the... Uh, it's a mixture between Stellan Skargard's <clears throat> act, acting and <clears throat> the effect of the levitation. It just, they hit it to make it look very surreal, kind of like Phantom-esque. You know what I mean? And... Rumor is Stellan Skarsgård wanted to do every one of these scenes naked, hanging dong. He's like, I feel like that would make it more powerful. It would make it something, that's for sure. Jesus. But I think they really made the good choice because every time that dude got up out of a chair, I was like, oh, Yeah, fuck, you know, oh man, keep hide your spice rack. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see. It was that. just creepy. I've never seen an effect used so well in a movie. Yeah, but great. Just a great villain setup. Yeah. In that just menacing and like. uh, And then when he's on the wall after that attack. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like. "Ah!" (laughs) I'm like. (laughs) (laughs) But we get to see. So the main the main protagonist in this film is Paul. Yes. Which, you know, it sets him up early in the film and you get to see him, you know, talking to his mother and then you get to see him training the voice. Yeah. Which again, we knew we don't know what that is. No. But we they don't, do a good job getting to it. You know, you know, get me the water. Give me the water. <laughs> put the put the lotion put in the, the basket. Lotion in the basket. 
And uh, it, it again, like not knowing anything about this universe, I was like, I, I'm like, all right. So there are like there are quasi like abilities and powers. Yeah. And then like the sign language, I was like, oh, that's a cool little tidbit. With one finger, you can tell somebody to assassinate someone. Like, but it was cool, like how. You know, they set up all the houses, but then, like, and then there's the emperor, but then, yeah. like, in the shadows is the, the Bene Gesserit, who that was mm-hmm. part of, you know, uh, Paul's mother, Lady Jessica. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was part of this, like, like that horrid this, witch like, queen, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, like they work, like, in the shadows. And, and she was fucking terrifying, too. Oh, yeah. When he had to put his hand in the box and just, <laughs> yeah. like, she's like, don't flinch. Don't yeah. flinch, you little bitch. It takes the hand out of its box. It gets the hose again. <laughs> but, uh,. Like, I want to give a nod. Like, I thought, like, Timothy Chalamet, I haven't seen him in too much. This is why using unknown indie actors for movies like this works out really well. Because he did a great job. Yeah, I thought every time he was on screen, he just really captured the moment. Yeah. And, you know, actually, the dynamic between him and Oscar Isaac, who played his father... I love how it wasn't that cliche, like, you'll never take my foot... You know, the the the, um difference between the father-son yeah. dynamic it you could tell his father loved him setting him up leaving it up to him and his choice to take over the footsteps of him when he dies it was a really cool dynamic and both of them played it awesome yeah and i do like how oscar isaac's character um you know leto even when he went to the planet like you could tell like he didn't want to he, he didn't want to be there yeah he did not want to be there at all he he was doing it out of duty exactly and he wanted to actually go there and, you know, uh, kind of join and and with the Fremen, which yeah. we haven't even talked about yet. <laughs> but to really just build everything up in the right way, yeah, do it. The you know, right not way. not like the Harkonnen did, where they just went in and just decimated these people, tried to kill them, right. tried to make them slaves. They wanted and, to try and. Um, ingrain themselves into the culture and the land of this planet you know but you know flash forward you get to the planet and then you know you very quickly realize that it it's kind of crazy like like i'm sure when you were watching and you see paul like initially when uh the emperor's crew shows up yeah on uh house of trades planet and they kind of explained uh they say hey you know you've been chosen the emperor's chosen you you're getting you're getting the planet next of Arrakis to mine it. Paul like smiles. He's excited. Yeah. But his dad's like, oh shit. <laughs> Cause he realizes that, you know, while you can make a lot of wealth while you're there. Yeah. You're also kind of screwed. If you're you can't signing up for a fucking yeah, headache. If, if you can't pull your weight. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get, you're going to get, you're going to get killed. And it was a very, very unique kind of, kind of thing like you know looking at these different houses and this is where you realize that you know the emperor at least what i got from this film and again i haven't really read too much into the lore i could be wrong we're kind of guessing on a lot of this stuff but at least what i'm getting from the emperor is you know the emperor looked at house atreides as they were getting too powerful too strong yeah and he needed to he needed to bring them back down and how better to do that than Send them to this planet with little to no resources. And learn today. And yeah, pretty much knock them back down. Yeah. And and it honestly reminded me again 
not to go back to Sanderson too much, but of Mistborn. Right. Like what the Lord Ruler would do. Mm-hmm. You would see the Lord Ruler and Mistborn do that a lot, where the different houses, if a house was getting too prominent, he would mishmash things around yeah. to knock them back down. Number one rule of power, always balance the power. Yeah. Because if one house gets out of balance, it's a, it's a fucking domino effect, and next thing you know... You're getting metal bands ripped off your fucking arms and you're turning into an old man. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> spoilers. 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 <laughs> Mistborn spoilers. But, I mean, not to, not to just reiterate the whole plot of this film, but, you know, bouncing through, we get, we get a lot of epic battles that I thought were pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, we get, you know, again, uh, Duncan Idaho. <laughs> Dude, his fight scene, yeah, that's played by Dave. After I read his name just now, I was like Duncan (laughs) Idaho, Jason Momoa. Like that is a very white Kentucky name. (laughs) Like, and he's not a white Kentucky. There were a bunch of memes online, like Duncan Idaho, really Idaho. But even like the main, they took a chip bag and was like, we should just name him that. (laughs) Even the even the main uh, the main protagonist, like his name is Paul. Yeah. It's not even, and that's the whole, like, Like, couldn't we call him Ryzen or, like, I don't know, something cool, you know? You know, but the whole, the whole, like, the whole kind of plot of this movie or what they're building up to or what they're building him up to is that Paul has these abilities from, uh, you know, being birthed and, again, from someone from the Bene Gesserit that he has these supernatural abilities that he is going to become the one Again, yeah. now you're bringing the Matrix into it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but uh, though, and you know, he's getting these visions of the future. Yeah, he's apparently. dreaming. Yeah, um, he's dreaming of Zendaya's character, who again is of the Fremen. I like how he looks like a little pussy, but he can actually hold his own in a fight too. Yeah, like he can kick some serious ass when he wants to, or he could just be like, "Give me the sword," and <laughs> you know, get the sword and kill him. But he fights it out. Yeah, and I liked I liked a lot of the fight scenes. I thought the it was good. Yeah, I thought the choreography was really it good. It looked like they had a most like Josh Brolin was like that marine fucking die oh, he, twice. He type plays guy, he plays know? that so well. But did he did he die? Did we see him die? Um, because they were getting bombed, and then it showed him running out yeah, like at, like like, ah! like after me. <laughs> I don't know if we ever saw. I him don't die. think we've seen an on screen death. No. Because Which leads I kind of believe he it. would. It leads me to believe yeah. he would be alive, right? But I think they had the actors doing a lot of their own fight scenes, which it is always better in the long run. Oh yeah, if you can get your actors trained to do a lot of their fight scenes, it looks so much better. So yeah, and again, touching on things with this, with with leading in towards the end of the film, but yeah, you know, I. This is a very short story, by the way, lengthened into a three-hour film. Yeah, and we're getting we're gonna get a lot more in part two. Yeah, but I mean, I don't even know what else to touch on. I mean, I don't want to just rehash the whole plot. To yeah, you because I, I mean, mean, you've obviously already watched it. But let's. I mean, is there anything <laughs> else? Like, what else did you really like or dislike about the film? I mean, um, I liked I like Paul's character development throughout. Yeah, I mean, I like I, I like they kept bringing the visions in. The visions I, were in it. I don't think. And I know it was designed this way, and I don't think it's technically a negative. I would have liked to see a little more of the dynamic between Chani and Paul uh, Zendaya. You know, sure. uh, there was a lot of visions, but they met for what 
10, 15 minutes before the movie ended. Yeah, and I Something think like that. I think that was I know out was, of because they knew they were going to make a second one. Yeah, so it's not like I said, it's not technically a negative, but um, that and I would have liked to see the worm in this movie, like full worm. Oh, you never go full worm, dude. Uh, yeah, they got to get that R rating to go. No, full if worm. you're gonna if you're gonna take out your worm, you might as well show the whole thing because you never know when you're gonna get to show it again. I kind of laughed too because the Fremen called the worm Shy Halud. Yeah. Which, dude, I told hardcore band back <laughs> yeah, in the right? day. I used to, I used to listen to them. Like, now I'm like, okay, that's how they got um, their name. I totally knew that they were gonna ride the worms too. I was like, these motherfuckers are gonna surf the worm in this sand. But no, I mean, we covered the plot. It's really political. And on, t- and a point on that, they did. Dude, when it comes to p- things like Game of Thrones and shit, I have such a hard time keeping up with houses and names and conflicts and everything else. They did a really good job explaining everything with so many words that it wasn't too confusing to keep up with it. You knew the emperor was the asshole killing like sending them to the planet. You yep. knew House Atreides was them and you i knew the names of all the groups by the end of the movie that almost never happens so this director did an amazing job at building this world keeping it uh held together without being cluttered which in a movie like this and a story like this could easily happen yeah no i i agree and you know working again towards the the end of this film how did you feel about the ending I didn't think he was going to beat that dude to, um, you know, the, the guy he fought. So did you, did you realize the foreshadowing? Um, what do you mean? So it, it's funny. Cause I, I talked to, I talked to Sean about this. So too, we got to remember too. Ed just watched this this past week. It's been almost two and a half weeks, I think three weeks. So I'm trying to like put it all together. The foreshadowing of him. So earlier in the film, uh, he has a, a dream or a vision when he goes to see Zendaya again. Yeah. And they're in kind of a cavern looking and up. He's and he's talking to him as a friend. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. This is when he's still with Zendaya. And she has, you know, they, they like embrace or they, they go to like kiss or something. Yeah. And then he goes like, oh, and looks back and she's like stabbing him. Mm. Or, or he's getting stabbed and he gets the knife and he's all bloody. And right. then it makes a comment like it says something, something to the tune of... Uh, you know, taking a life is akin to killing yourself. Huh. So later in the film, he beats this dude. Yeah. He kills him, but in effect, he's also killing. He's the also old killing. Paul. He's also killing the old Paul to take am, another step I am forward. No longer Paul. I will now be Peepiope. <laughs> <laughs> so Peepiope. Um. You know, he takes another step forward. So yeah. No, that's that's a good point. And also, though, so am I crazy or was there a scene that Paul, the other guy that he killed in the end, and Zendaya were all sitting in the cage? Yes. And they were best friends. Like, they had been together for a year or two, maybe more. Um, Or at least good friends, you know what I mean? They were yeah. talking to each other like they'd been traveling together for a while. Yeah, I, I think more of those were... <sighs> less less visions of the future and more like almost like spirit visions of like 
possibility telling n- not even like telling him roundabout ways of things that will come to pass okay because I, I guess if i almost had like, a, like like a spirit guide if i had a complaint about anything in the movie it would be that some of the visions didn't add up to what happened in the movie and they didn't explain well enough whether it was a spirit guide whether it was something that could have happened if he didn't change it along the journey other than that, I don't have a lot of complaints about this movie at all. Yeah, because, I mean, Duncan's Duncan's death was pretty much dead on. Right. And he couldn't do anything anything to stop yeah, that. Yeah, no, that came to fruition, absolutely. But I'm so curious now with, you know, they, they keep mentioning uh, his, his mother, Lady Jessica, <laughs> yeah. keeps mentioning she believes he is the one. Right. And when he fully realizes his abilities, he'll be able to... She pretty much she, he could control like time and space itself. Yeah, like past, present, and future. Which like, I was kind of confused by. I'm like, this doesn't seem like it's going full, f- like full. I can bend time and the universe type powers, but I, I don't know. I guess it could be. We don't know anything about it, so you know. I don't know, and this is what stinks. Like I also kind of I like the film so much. Now I kind of want to go and read the books. Yeah, exactly. But I also don't want to like spoil it. But at the same time, the books are always better anyway. And I'll be honest, dude. I saw the trailer for this. I saw the cast. I was, I wrote it off. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to like this movie. I don't care. And then Taylor said she wanted to see it. I'm like, whatever. Let's just watch it. And did, boy, she, oh boy. did she know anything about Dune? No, no. But she thought it looked good. And I, I'm glad I did because this was a surprise. I had heard about the old Dune in the books, and the the common complaint is that they tried to fit the whole book in one movie in the old yeah. ones. So I'm glad they didn't do it. This a lot of people are complaining, like, "Oh, it was barely even a movie. It was the first part of a movie." That's not a complaint for me at all. That gave them the time to build this world up, and without that, it wouldn't have been what it was. So I have no problems with it so i'm i'm of you know initially when they said they were doing a part one they said there might be a part two and it's that been would finish lit. by the it's way been, it's it been, greenlit. been greenlit part one has done very well it's mm-hmm. still doing very well it's making them a lot of money it's expanding the lore hbo knows they've got they've got a winner on their hands yeah um with a young pretty cast that they can make many many millions off of I would not be surprised. There is beyond enough content for them to turn this into a trilogy. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking if HBO is smart, they're going to say, okay, take your time with it. Mm-hmm. Flesh out part two a bit more. Don't go full Hobbit with it. Yeah. <laughs> don't add Don't add the barrel scene for half an hour just because you need to. But, I mean, yeah. I thought they did a good job and enough balance with this film. You know, they had, they had time for exposition time to sit down and have dialogue with characters and it was never the pacing was good it was never boring it felt like everything included in this movie was important to know for the story there was very little we need this just because we need it just because it looks good on screen just because it's a big explosion everything added to the atmosphere the world building and the story all right brian anything else to add before we get to our random review scores no um 2023, I think, is when they call him for the second part, right? So I'm excited. I am too. All right. You want to kick us off or you want me to go? All right. One out of 10 sand dunes or? <laughs> One out yeah. of 10 shy haloods. <laughs> sand haloods. Shy haloods. I am going 
Man, I'm going to go high on this one. I just loved it so much, and there's very little I have to complain about. I think I have to go 9.5 on this. Nice. Yeah. it's It might be giving a little, little more credit than it deserves, but I'm at a 9.5. I, I fucking loved it, and I can't wait to see the second one. Yeah, no, that's good to hear. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be close. I'm gonna be close to you on this one. So, and it's funny because it. I'm very curious. Again, we're both. I mentioned <clears throat> before, we do not know the original Dune shit yeah. at all. Maybe so we're, that's we're why we're coming in as noobs, and maybe because yeah. it happens to like us. It, it's funny because we're, we're feeling not, that hype right now. You know, we're not usually in this position. Like Brian and I are usually like balls deep in most <laughs> fandoms. Yeah. In all Where, the whereas usually we're bringing other people to shit who don't know anything about it, <laughs> yeah. and and then we get like like a good a good quick example was like the uh, the Death Note movie that came out on Netflix, the right. live action. Where I'm a huge Death Note fan, manga, anime. I brought in people to check that out that had never have no idea what it even is. Yep, and they really liked the movie. Hell yeah! And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, it sucked. <laughs> it was so bad. It was yeah. so bad. But oh, I'm wondering if, like, if you're a... Let us know, Randall's, in the comments. Like, if you're a hardcore Dune aficionado, yeah. what your reviews are or what your review scores would I'm be. I'm curious, too. But sure. I'm with Brian. I'm going to give this... Um, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Yep. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I really, really enjoyed this film. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to, like Brian did. Yeah. I was going into it like, all right, this is probably going to be a solid... B minus C plus sci-fi film because they gave it the budget. Yeah. It's got the actors, but they backed it up. It had good pacing, uh, good cinematography, good story, yep. some good twists and turns. The lore was there. Yes, was. And they have a chance, I think, to really make this I don't want to put it up on too high of a pedestal, but you know, you had Lord of the Rings come out on the fantasy end. Right. They can they have enough lore here. If they can expand this and keep this going, Dune could do something over time uh, to become a sci-fi version of Lord of the Rings. I think that's actually a really fucking good analogy because they have all the building materials. They've already shown that they can build with those materials. The potential for battles on different planets and... I mean, the potential is endless. And, yeah, I mean, if they play their cards right, absolutely, I could see a great trilogy and maybe some spinoffs coming out of this. Well, Randos, thank you for joining us for our random review of Dune. Oh, thank you. Part one. We will be back next week. We'll be doing another random review of Marvel's Eternals. Will it surprise us like Dune did? Or will it forever live in eternal in our hearts? That just came right off the tongue. I love uh, it. I, I, I loved it. Loved it. My tongue does amazing things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Randos. Let that spice flow. We out. <laughs>